0: Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 Talk Radio While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. We've got a big show tonight, a lot to talk about. We're going to have on guest Kara Castronova, who's running for assembly in New York. So we look forward to discussing that with her. I know that there's a lot going on in New York City, and uh, we've had a lot of these politicians come on or people running for office, and they've always got a lot to contribute. So we're looking forward to Kara. She's quite the renaissance woman. She's a fitness model, a Trainer, a former professional boxer, a journalist. Uh, looking it up, looks like she's done just about it all, and she's ready to fight for New York. So we're looking forward to hearing from Kara. You know, Rob, there's a lot of news out here right now. Um, I'm looking at this FBI story with President Trump and Hunter Biden. Um, it's clear that the FBI literally set up President Trump uh, with this Russia Russiagate uh, steel dossier, they pushed it. They tried to um, get Trump in trouble for it. It turns out it was all false. And here you have an actual crime with Hunter Biden in this laptop. And they did everything that they could to hide it and disguise it and keep it from the public's knowledge before the election And 2020. And uh, this is such a huge story. And we see the media not really giving it the proper cover um, that it deserves. Uh, What are your thoughts on the New York Post story that came out over the weekend about basically the FBI framing President Trump at the same time as they're letting uh, Hunter Biden off the
1: hook? Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight after Dr. Robert Andrew. And like you said, we have our special guest Cara, coming on, she's going to talk to us about her run for similar here in New York City. Uh, To answer your question briefly, I'm not at all surprised. I doubt anyone will be held accountable because when you have a corrupt FBI and a corrupt Department of Justice, what would you expect? I mean, John Durham has tried to bring cases before. Look at what happened with uh, Michael Sussman. He brought charges against Andy Kleinsman, who decided to go ahead and plead guilty For tampering with emails. But Michael Sussman, that should have been a slam dunk deal. But he walked because the GCDC jury was okay with some of the things that he had done. So with this Dan Dan Shinko, I think that's his name, whom they tried, the FBI wanted to give him a million dollars, a million dollars to corroborate a lie. He couldn't do it. A million dollars, you know, that in itself People should say, stop the presses, wait a minute. No one on the left, the media wanted to cover it. They said nothing about it. But then you got Letitia James wanted to bring charges against President Trump because he overinflated the values of his property. Oh, we've got to bring him down. Now, never mind you that in real estate, because I was in real estate, they will ask you, what is the value of your property? And of course, you're going to knock it up. But no, hey. Who am I? Who am I to say these are the facts? I'm just a host of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And just speaking along the same lines, New York City. New York City is notorious for its criminal activity. New York City politics. Look at who we have at the governor's mansion, Kathy Hochul. No, she wasn't elected. By no means did we elect her. We had elected Andrew Cuomo, who decided to, you know, Waved the white flag after Letitia James, the Attorney General, said, "Oh well, we did Reese, We did some investigation, and it seemed as if though he might have done something wrong, we're not going to bring charges, but we're going to say this." So they pressured him to, you know, bow out of the governorship because at one point he wasn't going to. So then we got Kathy. Oh, lovely Kathy, and look at what she's doing for the state. Not one damn thing that's going to stop the crime wave that we're experiencing. Look at our lovely mayor, Eric Adams. (laughs) Andrew, I gotta admit, the guy looks good in a five-piece suit. But other than that, he's just an empty suit. Look at the crime around us. Look at all the illegal aliens that are coming here. Now, some people would say, don't say illegal aliens. That sounds so, okay, the illegal immigrants. I'm not gonna say undocumented uh, workers because they're not workers here. They shouldn't be here. They came here illegally. They breach our borders. We're under attack. And according to the Constitution, our, our president, but we don't have a president. We have a resident in the White House, is supposed to protect us against foreign allies. But he has not done anything. And the media hasn't called him out. The Department of Justice isn't going to do anything. And you know what? The FBI is looking the other way because Christopher Ray is too busy trying to squeeze in all of his vacation time before the end of the year. Now, how do you guys like that? And this is supposed to be America, the land of the great we're supposed to be at the top, we're supposed to be the best, but we can't clean out our own house.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I'm watching uh, New York local news on in the background now, and they're saying that the polls are that Kathy Hochul's at 51% and Lee Zeldin is at 41%. It's obviously been a long time since New York's had a Republican uh, governor. Do you think uh, Lee Zeldin is at play to win?
1: I, I think he, he can win. He should win. You would think that he would. You would think that he can. You would think that people would wake up and say there's too much crime. We don't like what D.A. Alvin Bragg is doing, letting people out. Just two weeks ago, we had a man from Long Island who was visiting his son's college on family day, got shot down. Why? You had another woman who was beaten on the subway. Someone was slashed on the subway. Someone was pushed on the subway. But our assemblymen and everyone else are saying, oh, nothing, no, there's nothing to see here. But you know what? We've got people like Cara Castronova, who's willing to step up and say, this makes no sense. She didn't have to do it. She has a successful life, like you said, a fitness model. Now, you know the, the fact she's also a boxer, but we need her because we need to put her in the ring against some of these knuckleheads and let them go a couple of rounds. <laughs> I'm serious. We need someone like this. We need people who are saying, look, I've had it. I can't take it anymore. Now, she, she will be up against the fight of her life because, like I said, in New York politics, it is dirty. Look at Kathy Holster. She's telling people, if you give to Lee Zeldin, we're going to cut you off completely. And the media isn't saying a thing about it because they love that. So I'm glad that Carr is saying enough is enough. Oh, and by the way, she was also on The Biggest Loser. She was a coach there, a trainer. And I heard that when she was on there, ratings went up. So I'm hoping that now that she's saying she's going to run she will run and she will win. Kara, how are you tonight? Thank you for coming on.
2: Hey, how are you? Thank you for that introduction and it's my pleasure to be on. Um yes, the state is in a dire emergency and it needs a balance of a balance of power. Um I think like you said the polls are very close for Lee Zeldin so I'm really hoping Crossing my fingers, we're working so hard. uh, You know, as candidates, we're all fighting for Lee Zeldin and fighting for the local Senate and the uh, the state assembly, uh, just fighting really hard. And it's honestly, uh, I feel like boxing was in preparation for all of this because, you know, I thought boxing was hard. Running for office is no joke. And I have a new respect for anybody that puts their hat in the ring when it comes to running for politics, because it is so hard. There's not a moment that goes by where you're not thinking to yourself, what more could I be doing? What more could I be doing? And then asking yourself why you're doing it and constantly having to remind yourself, The reasons why you're running for office to keep you going. So it's been a challenge, but it's been really a it's been a blessing as well. I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning so much about the way the government works, and um, really, uh, it's just been an honor to be able to run for office and get the endorsement of the Republican Party and the Conservative Party as well.
1: Right. So Kara, why did you? What at what point did you decide enough is enough? I need to step up and I need to take this battle on because, like you said, it's not easy.
2: It's not. And for me, it happened in 2020, which is two years ago when, when, you know, they shut us down with the lockdowns in the state of New York. Um, For me, that's when I really threw my hat into the ring when it came to being an advocate. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. All I know is I went went for a jog to a local park and they had padlocks on the gate and they were telling us to wear masks when we're running outside. And they were saying that we couldn't go to the gym and that we couldn't be around friends and family. And then, you know, I knew it was going to come a time and they were going to make the vaccine mandatory or try to. So um, I started organizing at, uh, rallies and events in Albany, and I was one of the first, if not the first uh, organizers of those big rallies that were at the time we were saying, kick Cuomo out, kick Cuomo out. And it's almost like, you know, we didn't get much better with Kathy Hochul, but at the time, that's what we wanted. Uh, not not Kathy Hochul, but to get Cuomo out of there, we were so furious at what he had done to the state and how he was violating our civil liberties and constitutional rights. So I really got a taste for it at, at the time. And there were so many passionate people that I met along the way fighting these, uh, Tyrannical mandates and fighting against the vaccine. So that's how I really got into understanding the way the state government worked. At the beginning, you know, most people, I think a lot of us thought, you know, the president, the federal government has all the power. Then we saw that, wow, the state, the state government, the governor, the assembly, the legislature has a tremendous amount of power that affects our everyday lives. So um, I didn't know that. And I don't think a lot of people knew that at the time. And we all learned that together. So uh, fast forward two years later, and I just became, um, you know, kind of well-known in the activist community. I started working on a Newsmax show, uh, which I'm currently still doing. It's called Wise Guys. It's on 10 p.m. on uh, on Newsmax every Saturday night and at 3 p.m. as well. And writing for the Gateway Pundit, I just naturally fell into it. Because to be honest, at the time, I was so frustrated by the lack of news coverage. Like, you know, what we like to say, the fake news mainstream media was not covering all of these um people that were against the mandates and against the lockdowns. They were acting like the whole state of New York was in lockdown when it came to all of that stuff and I thought that was really unfair the way they weren't giving our events coverage so I said you know what I have to like if I have to just join them if I can't beat them and I found ways to um get jobs working in media so that I could cover things that I thought were important that weren't getting coverage and that was like such a blessing I really have to say I was really able to like reinvent myself and, and become a journalist. I really do consider myself an investigative journalist now. Um, and, and, uh, and it's just such so rewarding being able to be an investigative journalist because there's nobody else out there actually investigating. Everybody else is just repeating what each other says for the most part. So, um, then again, it's like fast forward to uh, me uh, going to my local Republican club meetings and getting more involved with the party. Um, you know, switched over from the Democrat Party a couple of years ago, like I said, when I realized what their agenda was. and at being asked, you know, by my party after doing some interviews to to uh, to run for assembly district twenty two, which is here in in, in um, the borderline of Queens on Long Island in New York, uh, encompasses like you know, a couple towns when you cross over the Queen's border, like Elmont, Valley Stream, Franklin Square. Floor Park Stuart Manor, North Woodmere, and um to represent this community, which I think um is really on the fast track to hopefully vote it more, more more voting Republican because they realize it's not about red or blue, it's about right and wrong, it's about um common sense. And right now the, the Democrats have completely, in my opinion, jumped the shark for lack of a better term. They've completely gone crazy. They're not the Democrat Party I remember. And I, I don't I don't think they're the Democrat Party. Anybody that's older than me remembers. So that's my story is how I got into this. And now there's so many, um, you know, laws that passed in the legislature that many people don't pay any attention to. They're paying attention to the governor. They're paying attention to the president, the federal government, not realizing that the assembly and the the state legislatures, the ones that are passing the laws that affect their everyday lives here in the states. So, um, you know, there's a couple of laws that uh, I could give you examples of uh, that are completely diabolical. Disastrous, like just demonic, like there's no other way to put it. That people would actually write these laws and support these laws, which happen to be, again, Democrat laws. And that's why I can no longer support the Democrat Party with some of the stuff they're trying to push through.
1: Something that you just said, and we're hearing this quite often, we just heard this by a really prominent Democrat, Tulsi Gabber, who says mm-hmm. that the party has left me, I'm out of the party. That's it because of their policies, like she said, the anti-whiteness, they can't define a woman. And she called out a Supreme Court justice who can't define a woman, that the party is a party of an elitist cabal. I mean, no, that's Mm -hmm. serious. And when you look at the top of that party, who do you have? Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden is there somewhere, I don't know where, but he's there. These are the people that have taken this party and have destroyed it, they basically destroyed it. I mean, with the crime Mm -hmm. all over in all of our major cities, we have nothing but criminal activity and they're looking at it and saying, what you see is not really what you see. It's not as bad as you think it is. Just imagine if the Republicans were to have it, they want to defund the police. No, you want to defund the police. And as you said, when they shut us down and started to take away our civil liberties because they knew that we'll scare them, will tear them. This is what we need. Meanwhile, we were shut in. We couldn't go out, but they had the Black Lives Matter Brigade, the yes. Antifa Brigade. They were all in the streets, destroying our cities, destroying our communities, destroying our unity. Yes. And then they wanted to say, oh no, it's them, not us. It's you guys who have done it. So I don't blame Tulsi Gabbard for saying, that's it. Mike. drop. I'm out. I can't take right. it. So when you said that, I thought, wow. I hope people are waking up, and yes, we do need more conservatives here in New York. We need them, and they're here, but they're being suppressed. They don't want—they don't want their voices out there. And like you right, said, no, you know the stories. Uh, you saw the stories weren't being covered, and
2: it's like are you complete serious? silence, radio silence. This—I got—I was personally—I was banned from Facebook for life, pretty much. For, uh, wow. So I have my Cow for Assembly page if anyone wants to follow me there. But they completely like anybody that they see as like you know that. That, that could possibly have, um, any type of influence on the way people think, you know, they, they completely, uh, shut out and, and, um, censor and censor different ideas. And it's, it's really disgusting and terrible what they're doing. Um, I, there isn't, you know, I, I post on social media often, um, as, as myself and then for my assembly page too. And I have, you know, anxiety posting any type of different idea. Cause you never know when they're going to take down your account or take down your, your, um, you know, your tweet or whatever, just because it's something that go that that's challenging the establishment that's challenging what everybody here in New York, they, they tell us all we're supposed to think, but nobody agrees. And, um, you know, to circle back to those bills I was talking about, I'm sure you guys heard about these two bills that they're trying to push in New York that have major Democrats support, but they're waiting until after the election. And one of them is a bill where minors could consent to getting any type of medical uh, operation or a medical, like a, a vaccination or hormone therapy, um, psychiatric medications, any type of medical procedure without parents' consent. And that's a bill that they're trying to pass in New York. It's in the health committee right now. It's a Democrat backed bill. And if what's, it's even crazy. If you read down the lines on the bill, it even goes so far as to say, well, actually remove, um, your, you know, your medical, the part of your medical record that says the kid got this operation or this injection or whatever, um, so that your parents does, don't see it. So it's like they were going to hide from the parent whatever medical procedure they perform on the child for the quote-unquote protection of the child. They will actually tamper with medical records. So that's one psycho Bill. And then there's another one where, you know, they're, they're really trying to push the state education of kindergartners with the sex um and, you know, telling them about multiple genders when they're in kindergarten, which it doesn't belong in kindergarten. I don't think sex education belongs in kindergarten at all. But that's another bill that has uh, I think it has like 16 members of the Democrat Party co-sponsoring the bill right. going to get passed if the Democrats stay in power. No doubt about it. They're all uh, for that type of stuff. That's like, you know, the government needs to stay out of a uh, sex. Edu- you know, the parents up to the parents, uh, you know, to teach kids about sex when they're especially when they're in kindergarten, you know, yeah. and to say the parents shouldn't have control over that. So these are just two crazy bills that nobody we'll see coming. They'll get passed and people will say, how did this happen? How did this happen? And it's because nobody's there to call it out. So that's what I want to go up there to do. I want to pay attention to these bills, call these bills out, make people aware of them. I don't think there's a Democrat out there that would support either one of those bills.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely talk more about that when we come back from break. You're tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud's I Radio channel available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew, a special guest- Kara
1: we know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the
3: United States. Visit GenesisFolger.com forward slash Outloud to see the UX4
1: in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OutLoud. With Genesis, you're ready for anything.
3: All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpitone iodine-based nasal spray COFIX RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Copix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Copix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OutLoud. soul of America out loud. Uh, We invite you friends to invest some of your time with our magnificent family of experts, their minds and voices. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all.
1: back on After Dark with Robin Andrew and our special guest, Tara Castronova, who's running for Assemblyman here in New York. When we went to break, she mentioned two bills that I don't think a lot of New Yorkers are aware of. I'm aware of it. And we had a guest to come on, I think a couple of nights ago, who briefly mentioned it. One of the bills has to do with, it's a medical bill for kids that they can go in and change their gender without the parents knowing about it. Now, we've heard about this at the federal level. They were pushing a bill. Keep kids can go in, have an abortion, and not tell their parents. Now, think about this. They're going to have the abortion, not tell the parents, but they're going to use the parents' insurance. They can go and change their names and don't tell the parent. There is some woman in California who's pushing another bill who says that if parents don't support their child coming to them saying, hey, I want to change my sex, they're going to say it's child abuse and remove the child from the home. How did we get to this level of stupidity? How did we get there? There You have another person person who's coming out saying that pedophile is just an adult liking a child or some way they try to phrase it because you know they're always redefining what is is and they're getting away with it the medical community as i said the american medical association they have gone woke no there are doctors or physicians who are there that are saying this is so wrong but they are afraid because they've been hijacked by this demonic force there's a group called gave against groomers I'm going to try to get them on here. It's a gay group, but they are against everything that this leftist agenda is pushing. They're completely against it. It brings new meaning to when you give them an inch, they will try to take a mile. Well, these folks have tried to take over everything. It's like everywhere you look, that's all you see. They're pushing an agenda and they're going after the most innocent and the most vulnerable amongst us are children, and they're trying to push it as early as pre-K. And as Cara said, in kindergarten, they want to start teaching sex education. No wonder why the education in our schools is suffering. And then you have the head of the teachers union over in Ukraine trying to look at why their kids are not at school. It's like, are you serious? What about the kids here? You were pushing to keep the kids out of school, and now you're over in Ukraine. I can't believe this is happening. But people need to wake up. And that is the reason why we have people like Cara who's saying, no, I'm going to run. And I'm going to make a lot of noise. I'm going to keep making noise until people wake up and listen and hear what's being said and what's being done. Cara, please tell us more about those two bills.
2: Hey, sure. No problem. So, yes, one of them, um, it, actually, one of them is an assembly bill and has a sister bill in the Senate, which means it's even closer to passing, is called... Um, assembly it's in the health like i said it's in the health committee and hold on a second it's assembly bill aa63 and let me just read to you it authorizes minors to consent to medical dental health mental health or hospital services if they comprehend the need for the nature of and reasonably foreseeable risks and benefits of and benefits evolved as well as to any alternatives there are there too whatever that means and then you scroll down in the bill and like i said there's a piece way down there where it says like you know we'll actually go ahead and hide the bills and, and I'm sorry, and hide the, um, and hide the, the records from the parents. So that's a really, really, um, dangerous bill that a lot of people need to be aware of and need to tell you, if you're from New York, you know, you need to tell your, your fellow New Yorkers about this, if they're Democrats, cause, um, I told my aunt who's a Democrat above both of these bills and she was like, that's disgusting. Who the hell, what kind of demonic people? And then I'm like, yeah, the Democrats. And it's, they don't believe you. You have to show it to them yourself and show them the bill. So, you know, tell any Democrats, you know, in New York, they're trying to come in for your kids. They want your kids to be able to get operations minus not even just operations, but get addicted to pharmaceutical medications without your consent. They will be able to get any type of prescription they want without your consent. And, um, talk to a lot of the religious groups are really, really, um, uh, I've been talking to a lot of neighbors. I have a lot of religious groups in my area, um, very conservative or um, Orthodox Jewish people and also Muslim. Um, Southeast Southeast Asians very much against the uh, the agenda where, pe- where where the parents are losing control of what te- what teachers are telling their kids about sex and what gender is and stuff that they think is that belongs in the home or that belongs in the religious community. It doesn't belong in schools. So um I'd say if you have any friends in those communities, really make them aware of these bills because this is something they're very much against. And um, we're very much for religious freedom and also parental rights. So I, I think that's going to hopefully sway a lot of voters. And it's something that a lot of people uh, people need to be more aware of because we're all aware that crime is out of control we all know inflation is out of control and taxes are out of control and everything like that but these are some things that these groups like the religious groups that could really sway the vote if they're if they were made aware of and many democrats were made aware of i don't know who would who would support this type of agenda you just got to keep telling them about it and show them the actual bills and you could look these bills up yourself if you don't believe me on the new york state senate or the new york state assembly website just google Assembly Bill 89963, or parental uh, consent, medical procedure, children, New York state, and I'm sure it will pop up. Um, and you could see that bill and you could see the other bill where they're trying to get sex education mandatory in kindergarten for all all school districts in New York state. And then they're going to have the recommended curriculum that they're going to push down our throats or down parents' throats and down kids' throats. And you have no say in it as a parent, unless I guess you keep your kid out of school, which is you know unfair and, and unjust. So these are definitely things you need to talk to your, your friends about that are Democrats and tell them how important it is to go out and vote Republican so we have a balance of power and we actually have politicians in there or people in there, like me, I'm not a politician, I'm a person, who are, who are going to balance things out and who are going to fight against these and say this is completely unreasonable, I'm going to blow the whistle on this, I'm going to say this is not right. I'm going to go talk to the news media about this and I'm going to say this is wrong and make Democrats aware of what their own party is doing underneath their noses as they're dividing and distracting us with the other crazy stuff that they like to pull, like the race card and the race beating, like you mentioned earlier.
1: Many Democrats are completely unaware as to the direction that the party that they ascribe to, which was the JFK party, they are completely unaware of these policies that they're trying to push. They're thinking that oh no, it's the Republicans. No, it is your policy. And as Tulsi Gabbard said, that is the reason why she's walked. That's the reason why she walked away, because she cannot support this anymore. It's gone to become too radical and too progressive. I mean, they've let people like AOC and Herbert Gray to come in, and then Nancy Pelosi, who's afraid to say anything. She's 80, says so she could care less. There have you believe that it's the Republicans? No, it is the Democrats. They're the ones that are trying to push these crazy policies through and hoping that you don't know anything about it. I was speaking to Mm -hmm. my own mom, and I was saying, mom, are you aware of this? She's like, oh, no. And my mom is a devout Christian. She's a woman of faith. She's like, oh, no, no, uh uh-uh. I'm not for that at all. I'm like, but are you aware that it's your party, the Democrats? Complete silence. She's like, what? I'm like, yes. I'm like, remember, Donald Trump isn't in office. It is your party. I'm like, and- Even if he was, your party was still trying to push this. What reason would they have to push these bills? Same sex, this, and children can do this, and you can have access to drugs and abortion. I'm like, you're a Mm -hmm. woman of faith. It is your party. She was completely unaware of it. So as you said, Cara, you've got to pick up the phone, our listeners, and tell your Democratic friends, okay, I just want you to see this bill. Look at this. This is what your party wants to do. This has nothing to do with the Republicans. This is what your party wants to push down our throats. This is what they want to say. They want to take your children from you They say, no, your child belongs to us, the government. They want to plant all this confusion in the minds of your children. I heard one doctor from Harvard to even say, well, you know, children know as early as three what gender they are. They'll start saying, I'm a little boy, if it's a little girl, or vice versa. It's like, but what if they say that they're a cat? Are you going to run out and say, okay, this is a feline. My kid is a cat. right? But see, no one is thinking. They're saying, oh, no, it's about being inclusive. And we we want to take care of our children. You know what I think it is, Andrew and Cara? I think what people are encountering is that they're thinking back to when they were young. They were in school. And they saw kids who were different, who behaved different. And they saw the torment that other children put them through. So now at this, the age that they're at now, they're thinking, I can make this right. It was, I don't know why I tease that kid so mercilessly. I don't know why I bothered them that way. It was wrong. So now I can make it right. But what they fail to realize is that they're not making it right. They're causing more harm because now they're trying to push this. They're trying to force this. When a child comes in and says, I don't feel good. I feel different. And when you have a high school counselor says, the first thing they'll say is, well, do you think that it has to do with your gender? That maybe you're not a boy, you're a girl, or you're not a girl, you're a boy. They're introducing this immediately. And then they will go into a doctor who will not, won't say, well, let's counsel you, who will immediately say, let's put you on hormone blockers. Let's start changing things up. Before the child has an, an opportunity to think through these feelings and these emotions, and we know kids, especially when they're going through puberty, the emotions are all over. But that's what they want. That's what the Democrats that want. They want to get them when they're young so they can manipulate their minds. So, Carla, tell me, are you running against anyone?
2: Sure, hold on a second. Um, sorry, hold on. Oh, cause oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought I was on mute. For I muted myself. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no problem. Yes, I'm this running is against Michaela's. I don't even want to give her recognition. Her last don't mention her Slages, name. Michaelis. She's right. She's not um, a good person. I mean, like, listen, I'm, I don't know how she is as a person individually. I don't know her. All I know is that her voting record is terrible. And she says one thing and does another. She was the actual deciding vote that got the uh, religious exemption removed in New York City. For anyone who's not aware, I'm sorry, New York State, Mo- like most states. Well, most states don't. I mean, I, mo- I would think most most states in the United States, especially red states, don't have mandatory vaccine uh, mandates for children to attend public school. But here in New York, there was a thing called the religious exemption that got taken away in 2019. And when the bill was in the health committee, which my opponent is in, she was the deciding vote that got it passed through the health committee that got it uh, into the assembly. Then with the, you know, with the majority of Democrats in there, of course, they passed it in through as law and it was signed off by the governor at the time. So this is something she said she told her constituents, because I was, I called her office and I said, I want to know where you stand in this bill. She said, I'm not going to vote for that bill. I'm going to keep the religious exemption. You know, I'm thinking it was an election year and she just lied to people. And then guess what? She becomes the deciding vote in the health committee that gets this bill passed and changes the lives of so many New Yorkers ever since. So now there's so many uh, New Yorkers that are being homeschooled that become very familiar with the community because they're not allowed to send their children to school without getting certain vac- vaccinations that may be against their religion to get, or they might not just think it's a safe vaccination for their children. They might have had a prior child that got autism from the MMR shot. And they just don't want to give it to the next child. Whatever the case may be, as a par- parent, you, ha- you should have the choice what is injected into your child. It shouldn't have to be decide whether the kid gets the injection or they get an education. So that's here now the law in the New York State. And it's, I rest a lot of the blame uh, square on the shoulders of my opponent because she is the one that had it passed through the health committee when she told many advocacy groups and constituents that she was going to do just the opposite of that. So she's a typical liar. Uh, and I hate to say that, but she is when you say you're going to do one thing and you do another and something that means so much to so many people and, it, and it's a complete freedom taken away from us here in New York. You're a liar. Um, and, you know, she she's voted on so many bills that I would never vote on. I completely am against like with the cashless bail, so many of the criminal justice reforms that don't make sense, that don't work. I believe in criminal justice reform. And I do think that this is. And needs to be reformed, but not in ways that make no sense and not in ways that make the community more danger for the community. So that all has to be revisited. And she's done nothing for my community at all. She's been promising certain things on a really local level, like community center, which I really want to push for, because as you mentioned earlier, I'm a boxer, I was a champion. And that really gave me some, um, a lot of self-esteem as a kid. And I'm a product of a community center. Um, I come from a town, you know, a lot, a lot of the people here are not rich by any means, and can't afford to send their kids to sports or to a gym so i was lucky enough to have a neighborhood nearby where i would um you know take a bus or i would uh get driven over to a community center and uh there was a boxing program where cops volunteered firefighters volunteered and they taught us how to box and through boxing they will teach you like the virtues of life like they had this program that would teach you courage fortitude perseverance and it's like you are a kid, and you feel like wow these like these people care about me they're teaching me things like you know i could that i could fight that i could do all these great things and it was such a great program and my community in elmont and in valley stream really needs um a community center and more community programs like this for the kids that teaches them real work ethic and how to become parts of society where they really, you know, value themselves and, and do great things. And this is something that she's every election term, she's going to bring a community center. She's in five terms. We haven't seen a community center yet. And it's something I was calling her office about again, years ago. How come Elman doesn't have a community center? How come we don't have a boxing program? There's so much untapped talent here. So many kids that are athletic, so many kids hanging out on the street or watching video games or TikTok videos or whatever, you know, when they could be actually doing something useful in a community center, learning a sport, learning financial literacy, all these programs that we could have in this giant community that we have here. So many kids like where parents are working or they might not have both parents in the home. um, So many kids that would benefit from this. Um, Again, promises after promises that don't get kept so that's something that i promised i would make sure came to elmont when i get elected as a community center that will actually really help the the youth and and, you know help many kids like me understand how to they fit into society and how they could you know what they could give like the democrat i think jfk said what can you give to your country like the old democrat way of thinking to teach them that old democrat or that republican way of thinking like what could you give what what work could you put into society you know, rather than okay, like you know, not, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be a, say a stereotype, but I'd say that's a more Republican way of thinking than a Democrat way, at least in the modern day.
1: Oh yeah, because you look at Joe Biden; he's looking at oh, we're going to pay off your student loans, and you right. can just go out and do whatever. We're going to make the taxpayer pay it off, and we're going to look at giving you some more money because we're right up on the election, so let's give them money so that we can buy votes. So Kara, why do you think that so many Democrats, and I know the answer to this. because the media won't share it, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. I'll rephrase it. Why is the media so afraid to call out these elected officials? And as you said, you're not a politician. You're someone who loves your country, loves the state, which is good. Because when you get someone like that into office, we know that you're going to fight until you can't fight. But why do you think that they just won't expose these people for the criminals that they are? I mean, it's time to make a change. We can't allow our great city to continue to fade away under Eric Adams, D.A. Alvin Bragg, and Kathy Hochul. What do you think it's going to take to shake people up, to wake up? I hope it happens in in November. What do you think it's going to take? I...
2: I hope I, like i said i hope that the people have had enough but you know it's like i think a lot of people what was when they got their rights taken away during covid woke a lot of people up and moved them away from the democrat party and people in the end are self-preserving so i think all the crime and the fear from the crime is waking them up but like i said you know we'll see in november there's also a lot of people out there who are completely you know we saw with our own eyes what we called sheeple at the time like people that were actually excited and happy to um you know, hunker down and like take orders from the government and take a check from the government, be completely like, great. The government's giving us free money, but here's the thing. They could take it away at any point, And then you're going to be, you're, you're going to need to beg for it back and do things that you wouldn't necessarily want to do, like get a vaccine or, or, or get a medical procedure that you don't want. So that's the point problem with people giving you free stuff. And I, that's, you know, always been the problem I've had with it, not the concept of getting things for free, but the fact that when you get something from somebody, they could also take it away from you. So, um, Back to what what your point was, was that, uh, I'm sorry, that um, what it's going to take is I think people have had enough. I think we've we've already had enough. I'm talking to people every day, knocking on doors, literally talking to people at supermarkets, regular people. I literally have my finger on the heartbeat of people. And I think for the most part, people have had enough. There is that block of people that are completely hoodwinked they are the type of people that watch tv all day long generally or are constantly they have their nose in their phones and they're they're reading news that's just popping up on yahoo or msnbc and they're literally being lied to and they're not digging deeper and it's like i'm not going to say you can't blame them because but i do know a lot of them and they're well, they're well they're perfectly fine good people they're literally just watching the wrong media they don't they don't know who's to blame they know something's very wrong and I have an aunt who says this to me all the time. She's a Democrat. Cara, I've never, she's eight, 90 years old in my life. And she's lived through like, I'm thinking the Great Depression, World Wars and Vietnam, everything. I've never in my life, something is very wrong with the world. I don't know what it is. I can't place my, something is very wrong. And then she talks about the crime. and She talks about the vaccine mandates, which she's against. She talks about the inflation. She's like, she talks about everything. That's what's going on with this world right now. That it's all Democrat policy. And I just want to like, be like, and then, you know, you can't argue with your elders and all the, you know, the like she starts yelling at me and telling me, I don't know what I'm talking about because, I'm, you know, she's so much older than me, but, you know, you have to gently, gently show them stuff and gently talk to them. And I think I finally won her over. She stayed with me for about three months from Florida, but it was like, she's telling me something's very wrong. Something's very wrong. And she's just, a lot of people aren't connecting the dots as to, the, okay, it's, not all the fault of the Democrats. There's some fault to blame on many different factions and possibly some Republicans. But the majority of the blame falls on the Democrats for a lot of things that are going wrong right now. And that is the just honest to God's truth. And I don't think they're connecting the dots. So they know there's something wrong, but their media is telling them it's somebody else to blame not the Democrats, and they're not looking, looking into the law and they're not like tracing, they're not retracing, you know, go, going back and tracing where this came from, where this is all coming from. And they're, they're falling into the race baiting and they're fearful of being called a white supremacist or an extremist or whatever buzzword they, they, they have for anybody that disagrees when they call, call a black person or an Asian person like me, a white supremacist, which is crazy to me. Like they just literally point fingers at you and call you a name or call you, um, you know, what I call is, it's, they're the, it's reverse racism to me when they do that to you, because if you're, they're silencing me as a minority, they're silencing my voice by, by by calling me something that I think is a terrible thing to be, which is racist. So when you call me racist, and you call me white supremacist, I don't want to be called that. So you're trying to silence me, you're trying to take my minority voice away. So it's a form of reverse racism. And I really resent that tremendously. I, re- I really resent race baiting tremendously. I cannot stand opening my phone on a daily basis and reading articles on in the news where they literally all they could talk about is the race of the person and the race of that person only when it's to their benefit of whatever agenda they're trying to push. And then they'll omit races when there's a when it's, um, when it doesn't fit their agenda. So it's sickening to me. And this is all Democrats doing. And, and, And it makes me so angry because it makes certain people that would generally love and like each other, hate each other. It has the effect of we're divided more than ever there's more hate more than ever because of the, they're, them telling us that we hate each other. These people hate you. So you need to come join us because they hate you. So then it makes all these groups of people, like New York was in a great place, I think, um, you know around the, oh, actually it was a terrible time, around 9-11, but it was like everybody, there was no racial divide at the time, or at least I think we were on the way to healing in many ways, like I'd say 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden it became like, New York is the most racist place and it's full of white supremacists, which I've never met a white supremacist in New York. I'm sure there's one or two or three, but I've never met them. And um, they're using this tactic, which is so frustrating for me, just to divide and and, uh, conquer all of us. We're all fighting with each other on who's a racist and who isn't. And then they're passing through this legislation and they got us with the vaccine mandates really bad. You know, and they're pushing through all this stuff with the January 6th guys that are being held in solitary confinement. No one even knows about them. It's changing like the laws for everybody and how we're going to be treated if we get arrested for protesting. So there's so many things we're being distracted by. So they could get away with tyranny, and it's disgusting, and it makes me sick. And I'm trying to fight in every small way that I can, and um, it's an uphill battle, you know. But I think there's a lot of people out of me like out, like me out there. Hopefully, anybody listening is, and everybody's willing to fight and willing to do their small part, whatever that is, in in changing this crazy mentality that has uh, basically that's the virus. This mentality that's taken over the world with this woke agenda. It's a complete virus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kara Castronova, for joining us, running for Assembly District 22 in New York. Um, if you're a New York resident, be sure to vote for her, or uh, if you want to support her campaign, uh, look her up on social media, and I'm sure you can do so. Uh, she appreciates any support that you are willing to give. Thank you, Kara, for joining us. Yes, and-
2: no problem, and can I just throw out my uh, website, which is kara It's kara, C-A-R-A, for Assembly, at um, I'm sorry, dot com, care for assembly dot com. And if you could contribute in any way, I'm really trying to get the message out on these two bills. I'm gonna make a video and put it out, try to get it out there on YouTube so that New York State knows try to make you go viral about these two bills they're trying to pass so you can contribute to my campaign. Follow me on social media at cara for assembly or Cara Kastinova so I can keep you updated on stuff like this. And yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on.
0: Thank you, Kara. We appreciate it. CaraforAssembly.com. Now a word from our sponsor. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger, longer. Absorb a health healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You go to HealthyCell.com, check out all the great products, and now you can save 25% off your first order with the code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com and use the code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is the McCoy Report. Make sure you go to our website and check the banner bars. The banner bars to the sponsors, when you click on them, automatically give you a discount on products i like especially healthy cell rem sleep supplement for a great night's sleep i took it last night no wonder i feel so good today check out healthy cell and go to our website banner bar
3: to get a discount off your first purchase let's get real let's get loud on america out loud talk radio
2: Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. We're back
0: here on After Dark with Robin Andrew, and we just had on guest Kara Castronova, who's running for Assembly in New York. Uh, I thought she was a great guest. She had a lot to say. We definitely recommend um, people uh, look her up. What she was saying about these two bills being voted through, or in the process of being voted through in New York, is absolutely. Wild, but it's the same thing we're hearing in all these uh, Democrat blue states, uh, forcing sex on children, um, allowing them to change their genders, taking the parents out of the equation. Uh, we see that in the classroom. We see it with local government. Pretty much anywhere where Democrats are in charge, that's what we're seeing And uh, Rob, those bills she was discussing, that's very scary stuff. And that's happening all around the country in these blue states or blue cities where they're trying to push this radical agenda onto our children.
1: You're right, Andrew. People are completely unaware of it. We've had guests to come in here before. They've talked about it in California. People are unaware. And when I say people, Democrats they're unaware of it. Now the elitists, they know about it, and they're hoping that the others don't be made aware of it. But we're going to sound the alarms. I was reading the other day that this gender-affirming care, they're saying that if you don't agree with it, it's child abuse, that if your child comes in and says, "Oh, I feel like I'm a boy, I feel like I'm a girl." Well why do you feel that way? Well, because I'm a tone boy, and my counselor said, "Well, maybe I am a boy." And you have doctors. There was a Harvard-educated doctor who was smiling and saying, "Oh, yeah. That, that, that kid knows what they are and they probably always know, but now we want to make certain that they feel comfortable expressing themselves and we want to give them comfort and as they transition through this and, you know, decide their gender, their names and how they want to look. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? You want to attack a child who's probably emotionally challenged, who's trying to figure out this whole thing about life. I know you're going to throw this in. There's no scientific study as to this being a success, but you know what? There are studies and there are people that are out there saying, don't do it. It's a big mess. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, we had one on our show a few weeks ago, that guy that came on and told us about how he was pushed into uh, his sex change as a young child and how he's grown to regret it as an adult and is actively uh, fighting against these kind of policies because he experienced firsthand um, how dangerous this is to be pushed on the children.
1: Exactly. We, maybe we should have him to come back on because I don't think that people are aware of it. And as I said, there are a lot of Christians that are out there believers of the Democrat Party that don't know about this dark side. You know why they don't know? Because the media won't tell them. The media is hiding the dark side from them because the media knows that if they find out, they'll say, "Uh uh-uh, this is not who we are. Now, they will either do one of two things. They will either, they won't vote or they'll vote Republicans. But many of them will probably just won't go to the polls and vote because they'll say, I'm not signing up for this. First, you had me with the abortion. And you're trying to tell me, well, don't don't think about it. But if you're a Christian, and if you're in the church, what are you doing getting pregnant or having an unwanted pregnancy? And now the whole thing with the gays in the military, and now our kids, remember, there's a big push with, well, we we should have uh, gays that are serving in the church. They should be pastors and ministers. And about a week ago, if you recall, I came on the show, and I said that Anderson Cooper interviewed the president of the National Baptist, Southern Baptist Convention, and he decided, It was more so of an interview to attack Trump because he wanted the evangelicals to see that, oh, you see, your head, your leader is saying that Trump is evil. He's a bad man. But then Anderson tried to slide in this whole thing with gays, and he said, "Uh uh-uh, according to the Bible, it's wrong. And Anderson Cooper immediately changed the topic. We don't want to talk about that. You see, there's a lot that's going on in the Democrat Party that a lot of Christians are completely unaware of you need to wake up. Now, your pastors probably know, but they're going to be quiet because they're being paid off. Yes, I said it. They're being paid off by the elitist cabal. They're giving them money. Look at Jesse Jackson. Look at Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton. Now, I don't know if he's a reverend or not, but some of these pop, what am I mean? I don't know if he's a reverend or not. I know that he's not. You can't be a man of the cloth and support the policies of the Democrats. You can't do it. You can't serve two gods. You can't tell me that you're a Christian. You cannot, no, uh -uh, no way, uh uh-uh. And I know that some of you will go get the Bible and say, well, the Bible said that if you have a daughter, you can sell your daughter. So when the Bible said two men this and two men that, uh uh-uh, don't try to change the scripture. Abortion is murder, plain and simple. M-U-R-D-E-R, murder, that's it. And now they're trying to legalize it. And not only that, Andrew, they want to make it such that that people are, oh, I had an abortion. I'm just going to drive up, oh, let me see. At 6 o'clock, I've got to have my hair done, and then at 8, I'm going in to have my abortion, and then I'm going to go and get my pedicure. That's how they want to have it, just to talk yeah. about it like oh, it was no big deal. Even if you're eight months pregnant. Even, and see, that's the damning thing about it, Andrew. Right. Again, Christians are completely oblivious to this. They'll say, well, no, they're saying that if the mother's life is in danger. No, they're not. Remember Governor Northam, North Carolina? He said that, you know, they'll have the baby and they will make certain that the baby is comfortable. And then we'll say, uh, what what do we want to do? What is it? Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, we didn't want that. So let's just, you know, let's just get rid of that. It was just a mistake. God made a mistake.
0: Yeah. Virginia, that's, that's
1: what they're saying. Always oh, Virginia, not North Carolina. Yeah, any
0: any reference? Yeah, that was so disgusting how you make them comfortable before you basically kill them. I mean, this is how sick these people are. And I believe that's why the Supreme Court took the step on abortion that they did was because these Democrats we're taking it too far. They're talking about um, all these late term abortions and eight, nine months pregnant, being able to get an abortion. I think the Supreme Court seen that and said, whoa, we need to pump the brakes here. And that's why they came down with the ruling that they did.
1: Thank you for correcting me. It was Virginia. But still, Governor Northam said if they would make the baby comfortable, and once the baby was comfortable, then we'll enact our evil deed. Can you imagine who in their right mind would sit and think of such an evil plan? The Democrats. And as I said, Andrew, there are many Christians who aren't aware of this. They don't know about it. They're oblivious and they're going right along, oh, we're gonna vote for, we're gonna vote for the, uh, for the Democrats. Oh yeah, the Democrats, the Democrats, Democrats. It's like, but your party is a party of murderers. They want to kill harmless babies. And if they can't kill them in the womb when they get out, well, we don't care anything about crime. We don't care anything about drugs. So they'll either get shot and die, or we'll get them hooked on drugs, fentanyl, just like the whole thing with marijuana. They're not telling the truth about that. But when you have people like Cara Kastanova, who's willing to step up, like she said, she got tired of people. Well, not really people, but the media not showing the other side of the story. So she decided to pave her way, make a path to say, this is what's happening. Wake up, America. It is time to wake up because what's happening is not good at all. I mean, these laws, if they want to pass and you can't tell your parents, and if the parents don't agree, we're gonna take the child. And as we said on the show uh, last night or the night before, I mean, my whole thing on this with women, men having babies, they should take that baby from that person because they're mentally challenged. Andrew, you can't, I mean, let's just think about it. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or a doctor to figure this out. You said you wanted a sex change or gender change, and then you changed everything else, but you're plumbing because I want to be able to have a baby. But men don't have babies. But see, the Democrat Party, they want to change the definition to make you think that they can have a baby. That is so far from nature. It is so far from science. It is so far from biology. It's all made up Frankenstein type scientists.
0: Yet they tell you to believe in man-made climate change. And this is their definition of science that men can right. have babies.
1: It's an abomination. It is an abomination. And I was just looking while we were uh, talking, the person who came in and talked to us about it, I think it was David Bacon, and he shared his story with us. Maybe we should get him back on here. Because again, I don't think many Democrats, these Christians, I don't think they're aware. Because see, what's happening is the Democrats keep saying, Trump, Trump, Trump. And they're not showing them, no, look at our policies. And see, the evangelicals are looking at, oh, but Trump, he has mean tweets. And our Bible told us to speak the truth with love. Yeah, but when you look at the Bible, and I'm not going to profess to be an excellent student of the Bible. When you look at some of the people that God chose, you look at Peter. Peter was a rebel rouser. Paul, oh, my God. Paul wrote a lot of the New Testament with the letters to the different saints. And Paul, if you remember, his name was Saul, and he was going down to persecute the saints because he got tired of them talking about Jesus Christ. His thing was, I'm tired of this mess. I'm going to put an end to it. But then he had an epiphany, and God decided to use him. And look at what God used Paul. Look at how he used Paul. Now, the church was built upon Peter because God said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell should not prevail against it. But Paul was the most prolific person in the Bible writing beautifully written letters to the saints and telling them how they should be and to caution them and making them aware of the times, the perilous times that were gonna come. So if God could use Paul, who was, I mean, he could get down and he could fight with the worst of them, Andrew. Well, with the best of them, should I say. If he could use Paul and Peter, and so many others, why couldn't he use Trump? Trump might not be fine-tuned. But you look at his policies, and you look at what he stood for, and maybe he didn't go to church every Sunday. But as he said, stop persecuting Christians. And maybe he's not as eloquent as some of us would like for him to be. But see, that's what the Democrats that's what they keep trying to throw in your face. He's not this. He's not that. But it's like, but look at you. As the Bible says, first take the beam out of your eye. The Democrats and their policies completely dest- has destroyed the fabric of the institution of the family. And they're introducing all this other stuff. And they're telling us, you better accept it because if you don't, We will shut you down. We will take away your bank account so that you can't bank anywhere. We'll take away your livelihood. You won't get hired. And if anyone talks to you, we'll make certain that we go after them also. What does that sound like? Mao. Communist China. And this is what the Democrats, the Christians want? There's a scripture in the Bible in Galatians. It said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? That's what we see right now. A lot of Christians have become foolish. They're watching Trump as opposed to watching God use him to set things right in this wicked world. And if you were to point that out, the first thing the Democrat would say, oh, well, why are you you, you're saying that Trump is like God? And I'm like, wait a minute. You don't even believe in God. So what are you trying to educate me on? Please, next. See, we have to be prepared to stop these people, as Pastor William Green once said. Stop them in their tracks. We can't be afraid because they will try to use the scriptures against us, the scriptures that they don't even believe and want to silence. And as Tulsi Gabbard said, they don't like Christianity. They want to shut it down, but every other religion they can talk about. And if I want to add one more thing before we close out, she is Hindu. She practiced Hindu. Now go figure that. But still, she feels that Christians should be able to practice their fates. It's unbelievable, Andrew. Unbelievable what we're encountering in today's society.
0: Yeah, very well said. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com, where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something, or fall for nothing.